3: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Drew Hill. Drewski. He don't give a damn about nothing but the tide. A oh, piss. Blitz, mama, blitz. Joins us every Thursday here on the show. and His attention is focused solely on the Memphis Grizzlies. Now that the Alabama Crimson Tide. are in the off season.
0: Hello, Drew. Yeah, that was a tough one. Um, uh, Look, I thought Michigan was probably the better team in the game. Um, And it was kind of exactly what this Alabama team has been all year. A team that can't get out of its own way, uh, has still won games despite that. But, I mean, when you – we literally – think about it this way. We watched a Rose Bowl in which one team couldn't catch a punt and the other team couldn't complete a shotgun snap. Like, that was what we watched in the Rose Bowl, and we still got an instant classic game. Uh, but now, yeah, I mean, obviously it's disappointing, but I look, Michigan probably deserved to win the game. So uh, hats off to them, and congrats to uh, our pal Mark Giannato.
3: What, uh, I mean, in terms of the way that happened, right, where you're up a touchdown with four minutes left, like, are there are there many losses you can remember like that as an Alabama fan where you were clearly the favorite in the final moments of the game and you? I mean, I know obviously the kick six comes to mind, but it just felt like that kind of loss does not happen very often to an Alabama team.
0: Yeah, I mean, like the Johnny Manziel game, he was that's a little different because he was spectacular, but that was a late game win. Um, I think of the Chad Kelly Ole Miss games that took some serious luck on their part with the. Bounces and stuff, but they they got it done late in the game. So it happens occasionally, um, but I, I don't know. It's it, it's just there was something we we had talked about it all year, and they really got some momentum late in the year. The Georgia game was the one game where they like put everything together, played really well, and went out and won. But every other game was just like way too close, based on the talent levels between the two teams, and. You know, when you can't – when I I saw a stat that I think they had 66 offensive snaps and 30 of them were logged – 30 or 33 of them were logged as uh, off-target. Like, that is just simple Mm -hmm. stuff that you don't see from Nick Saban teams that they just couldn't get right. And I think – I I don't know. And, of course, Dennis Dodd had the story – that was like a rumor that maybe this is it for Nick Saban that he's looking at what hap- what's happening with Belichick and he doesn't really want the same for himself. I don't know. Uh, I hope he stays. I, I think talented players still want to play for him, uh, even if they're not the Georgia right now. Um, but we'll we'll see what happens. You know, Georgia's got two losses and both of them uh, over the last two years, and both of them are to Alabama. So. Um, I think it just goes to show he can still win big games. It just It's hard to do when you have a team that's so inconsistent. Now,
1: if you had won, Drew, would you have gone to Houston like Giannato is doing? And I, and I have to respect our man. He's trying to get it done in 20 hours. And I do feel like this is more potentially once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for him as opposed to you, who, come on, championship games are commonplace and you'll probably make another one with Nick Saban. Would you have gone?
0: No, I don't think I would have gone. Yeah. Um, Not as special for
1: you. It's I'm this,
0: traveling yeah. to this ro- to this upcoming Grizzlies road trip. It's hard for me. Like
1: you're in the middle you know, of it too.
0: Yeah, yeah, because like the Grizzly, it's just different when you're beat rider versus columnist. That's true. That's true. A, a columnist can kind of work from wherever. Like I, I pretty much need to be there, and I have to pretty much cover every game. I did get to go to the championship in 2020 though, when they beat Ohio State, and that was awesome. Uh, so I did get a chance to do that at least once. I didn't get make it any of the other ones, but I've made it to a playoff game. I've I've made it to a national championship, um, and it was it was a great time. So I think Michigan's going to get it done too. I think they're going to win. I think Mark's going to come home happy.
3: Uh, I, I agree.
1: And to your point, this does seem like a critical stretch. We were just talking about it for the Grizzlies. If you're looking ahead you know what's you know having to go to LA uh, a team that's desperate right now but ahead of you in the standings at, at Phoenix at Dallas you know this next 7 that's going to get you to the halfway point the 41 game mark uh pretty tough do you feel like this this is pretty much going to i mean i, I don't want to say be the tail here in terms of the whole season but if you come out of this you know 2 and 5 or 1 and 6 or you know a, a losing record is it is it is it a wrap drew uh, uh uh how tough will it be if if this stretch is bad?
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's close to a wrap. Ja was asked on, about this upcoming road trip and I actually ended up writing about it uh this morning. I don't think it's out yet, but um ja was asked if these are must-win games these next three and he said no. And I would agree with him. Uh but you can't go 0-3. Like <laughs> you can't you definitely can't go 0 and 3 on these next three. You you got to find a way to get some wins. Um, because it it is, it's getting more daunting by the day, and they recognize that. Like, I, even though they continue to say that they're going to be okay, like they do realize that they absolutely need to get some wins, especially against good teams. Grizzlies are one in nine against the Lakers in their last ten on the road at LA. Not good, right? They are three and ten against Luca all time. They are three and five in their last eight against Devin Booker. So it's been bad against these teams. These are teams that the Grizzlies have just not been able to beat. Well, guess what? You you have to win. You, you absolutely have to win one. You probably need to win two to even have us come back from this road trip really thinking that it's a possibility that this team could be in a play-in. Uh, otherwise, the mindset you know, of the season, it sort of hangs in the balance. I mean, every, I see I get online, I see Grizzlies fans frustrated, obviously. I mean it it is a wasteland on X. I, I just tried to stay off of it last night. But you know, and you see them wanting to make deals, wanting to make trades. Like the Grizzlies, I I think at this point, I think we've already determined they're not making moves on the margin to try to get the play in the I, like, I, I, I just think it's too late for that. I agree just, totally. It's too late. Like if you want. That's not to what people want to hear, but it, it, it is hundred
3: percent the right organizational decision.
0: Right, but I will say this: like that doesn't mean that they're not going to trade. Like if they mm-hmm. if they see a trade that can affect their future, like you know next season and beyond, I think I would encourage them to do that, and I think they would be willing to do something like that. I do not get the sense that they're making any moves on the margin because they're like we want to try to get in the play in this year. The guys that they got and try to get there. Um, and it, it's, it is difficult. Like that was a game you badly needed last night and.
3: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
2: (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. What?
3: Like, where Where do you think the evaluation, you know, because I think that's something that has to be ongoing here, where do you think that that sort of starts and stops? I mean, is it just like... Everything is on the table. Like, I don't know. It, like I, I just sort of put myself in the position of if I was running the Grizzlies here, if I was Robert Pera, and I was just, you know, having to watch some of these rotations that are getting thrown out here because of bad draft choices or losses that are happening to, to the, you know, I, I just, you know, how, how do you sort of evaluate what is most likely a lost season?
0: Well, in terms of where it starts and stops, I think there are some blurred lines there. But I would say, uh, yeah, of course you have to evaluate coaching. That's part of the job. Um, and, you know, the, it, it's it's difficult because the Grizzlies set a standard for themselves the last two seasons. And they haven't met that standard this season, clearly. They've had a lot of external factors that I think are fair to consider. Um, the players seem to really still be in Taylor Jenkins' corner, um, and I think all of that matters um, in terms of evaluating like draft picks. I still think the Grizzlies, by and large, have done a pretty good job uh, on, on selecting players. Like, yeah, Zaire Williams hasn't really lived up to the bill as the top, you know, ten pick uh, relative to the players that were drafted around him. But, like, Brandon Clark was a great pick. Desmond Bain was clearly a great pick. Santi Aldama, where he was selected, is a useful player. But like I, I don't – I'm not overly critical in terms of front office moves as it relates to, to drafting players. I think more so you allowed – I guess they, they got a hot hand and then they thought they could keep it going, and you let some very pieces walk out the door, like – you know, you traded away to Anthony Melton, you traded away Kyle Anderson. If this team had those two guys, like, there's no way they would have a record. the record that they do now. I, I think, you know, also when you're evaluating this team, boy, is it obvious that this team is a bad three-point shooting team. And to be this bad of a three-point shooting team and have Desmond Bain and Luke Kennard on your roster is kind of inexcusable. Um, it really falls on absolutely everybody else. And that, they got to start there. Like, if you're going to be a team that runs this offense and shoots a lot of threes and really wants to put pressure on your opponents offensively, you have to be able to make threes. Like, your whole offense, most of your offense is John Dez going to the basket. So, if you, you know, if that breaks down, if teams just pack the paint and don't care uh, about the three-point shooters like the Raptors did last night, by the way, and you can't make the threes you're just not going to win a lot of games. so they've got to make roster moves. they've got to shake things up. they've, they've got to change things. Um, and I know everybody's really frustrated, but I, I could also see that you know this, this coaching staff, the front office, everybody from the top down is that you know they, they deserve a little bit of leeway because these last two seasons have been it was such a quick rise. It was so, it happened so fast and they were so good so fast that the expectations almost went up too high, in my opinion, um, if you're trying to look at this this entire thing fairly.
1: Um, well, one of the things that did come back and, and really burn them was, like, I, I suppose, a, a trust level that Steven Adams was going to be okay. I, I, I just say that to, to ask you this, Drew. How closely do they have to be monitoring that? Because you point out, I mean, the three-point shooting is something that's got to be addressed, whether, you know, with their own guys or through addition. But the center position and the fact that it feels like you're going to need somebody next to Jaron, you know, it's not as easy as just like we won, you know, a couple of years ago. We said, well, eventually you can put him in center and it'll be fine. It just feels like he is is the kind of player who's going to need a Steven Adams type next to him. So how closely do you have to be monitoring if you're that front office right, his rehab, you know, where he is in it. While all this is going on on the court, just, you know, how much faith do you have in running it back next season with Steven Adams?
0: Uh, You have to be monitoring it extremely closely. And like I've said this before, and I'll say it again, um, I think they fully expected that Steven Adams was going to play, you know. I think when he showed up at training camp, everybody thought he was going to play. Um, and if you watch, you know, some of the workout videos from summer, the guy's like lifting heavy weights with, you know, no range of motion problems, nothing. And then he showed up to play basketball and he wasn't ready to play. And it's clearly been a total killer. And, you know, he's not with the team right now. Um, he's, you know, rehabbing with a specialist. And I think, you know, that their Grizzlies are very involved in that process. And so they're definitely keeping a close eye on it. Um, But without us hearing from Steven Adams, I mean, we're kind of in the same position (laughs) that we were before, right? Because everybody thought he was going to be okay. So if he truly comes back and he's the same Steven Adams and, um, and he can help you on the boards the way that he did, like he's a useful piece to this team he he might be worth extending. You might be able to get a discount given the knee injury, um, but I, I don't think we have clear answers to that. But it is a very important question.
3: Yeah, Drew. We know you're ripping and running, dude. Appreciate the time Thank as you, always. Yeah. Thanks, brother. You'll be back next year. Watch some Netflix, like Nick. It's all good. Hey, trade Justin Fields or no? No.
0: no. I, are, I mean, are you I don't crazy. know. Here's my problem. Here's my problem. Here's my problem. I think that John's take, and I got a couple seconds here, but I, I think that John, I, I you know. I was listening to the show yesterday, and your BetMGM clip that Chicago fans are mad at you for. Yes. Here's the thing. I don't have a problem with the substance of the take. I have a problem with the presentation of the take. You say it like this is such an easy decision (laughs) for Chicago. It's not an easy decision at all, dude. They've been pretty good. They've been actually decent all season. Like you, you say it so confidently, like you, you like this is a no-brainer. Yeah, I, yeah, I did, I did, I did,
3: I did serve it up like that, didn't I? There was just no two ways about it for me.
0: Like it could be the perfectly correct <laughs> take, though. Like I'm not criticizing the take at all. Like you're, you're right.
3: You just didn't like you the, deli- the, you didn't like the clock. sureness of the delivery, which is yeah, fair. Dude. Yeah, this is a
0: tough decision, man.
3: Yeah, like, no doubt, this is a d- difficult decision. I think that's why, honestly, I think that's why Bears fans are pissed at me because they're like. Why, who is this guy, and why is he talking so confidently about this decision <laughs> that, you're we're, well that we're agonizing over? You know, and I was like in my head again. I was like, my man Jason got me up on this. I know whatever is I is a say on this, cap
0: decision. I'm about to be well, yeah. right. <laughs> I changed my mind about this three times a day. Like I don't, I have no idea. What yeah, this no, I, 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 I get that. The thing is, though, like I'm, I'm on the record saying I, I don't know about Caleb Williams. I don't know about the mindset Mm -hmm. like it just seems like there's too much drama there and I don't necessarily like that and you gotta ask yourself if you're the Bears if that guy is ready for what he's gonna have to deal with in Chicago because it's there's already a lot of pressure in being the quarterback in Chicago because they haven't had one right so like people are desperate for you to be good so there is a ton of pressure. The media there is not easy to deal with. Like it is like New York media. You know, we've seen Justin Fields have to come back and apologize for things that he said or or clarify things that he has said. Um and so, you know, is Caleb Williams going to do that same thing? The the USC media, the way that they handle all of that is awful. Like it, it's just terrible. Like they don't even make the kid talk and or or, or you know, when he plays poorly or they, they lose games. It's just I don't know if he's ready for it. you got to ask yourself that. Yeah. And Justin Fields at least can handle the pressure of that job. And now you have to come after a guy that Chicago fans want so people are going to be looking for a reason to complain about you. I don't know, man. It's just a difficult position.
3: Yeah. Uh, Drew, appreciate you as Thank always, you, man. Thanks.
0: Yep. See you guys. Yep.
3: Uh, he is Drew Hill. Uh, covers the Memphis Grizzlies for the Daily Memphian. Yeah, I, w- I will say this. I think he's going to – I think Justin Fields will add to the complications this weekend when he beats Green Bay and keeps them out of the playoffs. It's not as tough a decision as Drew is making out. If he wins this weekend, it will – No, it, it doesn't. You, it's, not, it's not his. It's not the GM's quarterback. What What if he throws he for cannot. 350 yards, bro? I mean, like, there are scenarios where he, he could make that decision more difficult on Sunday if he's awesome, you know. He has the 30th
1: QBR. Rank. He's the no, 30th ranked quarterback right. in the league in QBR.
3: Right. <clears throat>
1: y'all want to y'all pay that guy.
3: And then, look, let's talk uh, about this. Again,
1: you're passing up the chance. The, the franchise that passed on Patrick Mahomes to take Mitch Trubisky, the, the franchise that passed on taking a C.J. Stroud last year, look what he's done for Houston. You're going to pass on a chance, whether it's Caleb, whether it's Drake May, whether it's Jaden Daniels, take a, 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 a quarterback who could be a, a real game changer? You know, as much as Justin Fields has improved, so is that Chicago defense. Exactly. That's actually ranked in doing something. That offense ain't all of a sudden, you know, DJ Moore is a lot of that too, the acquisition that you got and trading down last year. So, again, I, I, I would need to be more convinced. And the fact that we're still asking ourselves is the question yep. of whether Justin <clears throat> Fields is your answer. It feels like this That's is your where, answer on whether to pay him and keep him and extend him and yeah. him be the guy. That's why you have to reset the whole thing.
3: Exactly. It feels like this is what Washington did with Kirk Cousins all those years, right? Like, they were always like, yeah. this is... See the guys, see the guys, see the guy. See the guy, see the guy and then you end up trading them, and like you move on, and they they suck, and they've sucked anyways. What well, what it's been is a great thing for the Bears in terms of raising his trade value. It's sure. assured
1: that you'll at least get a second rounder for him. And again, we discussed this. You don't have a second round. You got two firsts. You don't have a second rounder because you traded Monte for Montez Sweat. So I actually so it I, makes I, a
3: ton of sense. I went back at, with some of these Chicago fans because they're just like they're just like I mean it's like mob mentality, man. I'm still getting comments, bro. And I and I use the stat you said. I said, I went back at one of these guys, I said, in 37 career starts, Fields has surpassed 225 passing yards six one. times. 18 NFL starters average at least 230 passing yards per game this season. I'll tell you about his Russian stats, i sure. You don't make decisions based on how a locker room feels or because the vibes are good at the moment. You make long-term focused decisions for the betterment of the franchise. Looking forward to revisiting this in April. Past that, Fields is going to have to be paid. Are you really comfortable committing market money to him? He might turn out to be a franchise quarterback. He also might not. But you have to decide now, and your sample size is super limited. By moving on, picking up a couple picks, and starting over with a potentially very talented rookie quarterback... That you control for five years. You extend your window with the good players that you do have on the roster. I mean, and then, of course, he didn't have anything to say after that. No, because this, again,
1: is as is, is much a salary cap decision as it is anything anything else. Right. Again, if Justin Fields has come out here him. and he's got you in the playoffs, <clears> it's a different conversation. Again, we're still asking the question. You get to reset possibly yep. with a franchise changing QB you get to reset the rookie and use all that money elsewhere which is a GM's dream that's the way you want to do it is to have that quarterback on his rookie deal spend the money elsewhere hell it's what said it bars got me it's what the niners are doing it's how they have 100 million dollars invested in defense because they're paying party nothing that's right that's the what that's it's the dream scenario and every GM wants it here's your chance again Ryan Poles who traded out of the one spot last year he's not going to not gonna mess this up two straight years. Okay. And I wouldn't say he, he didn't mess it up last year. He came away with a great haul from Carolina that's paid off in terms of being the number one pick again. You can't not at least get a QB out of this. Exactly. Again, you take a QB, you got to move on from fields.
3: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch